The only thing that is going to get us through these anxious, uncertain, and perilous times is faith in Jesus Christ and belief in his word. I'll make a couple of just flat-out statements. The Bible is, in fact, the word of Almighty God. The Bible is true. And it doesn't matter to me what Jack Legg stands up and for whatever presentation they want to make. I will put the word of God up against anybody's education or opinion every day of the week without fail. This word is going to come to pass. This word gives us hope. This word relates to us God's mean of, means of salvation for the human race. Found in the 13th verse of Romans chapter 10. For whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Now that is just too simple for some folks to digest, but that is as simple as it is. For whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord. But then what do I need to do to be saved? You need to call upon the name of the Lord. And then he goes on to say, well, how are they going to call on him in whom they haven't believed? How are they going to believe in him who they haven't heard? How are they going to hear without a preacher? Now, I don't know why the Lord chose the method of preaching to take his message to the masses. And I for sure have no clue, even though I've asked him, why in the world he ever dealt with me about doing this? Because the Lord delights in taking unusable vessels. I'm trying to be just as tactful and sweet as I can this morning. Unusable vessels and using them for his glory. Amen. Because I haven't met the first person who's been impressed by my intellect yet. But I'm here to tell you that when the Spirit of God moves and that anointing of the Holy Ghost on the Word of God will make a difference in our lives. Paul says, and our, our 2020 theme for this year is believe. And Paul says in the 17th verse, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Faith comes by hearing. We hear what the word of God speaks to us, and we believe it. Amen. We and, th and there are truths in this Bible that are so fantastic that our imagination is unable to comprehend them. We cannot get our arms around them to lay hold. It is just so much bigger than we are that we simply accept it by faith. I believe it because God said it. And that's it. Amen. There are some issues in the word of God that my imagination, I can kind of imagine, yeah, I can see that or I can kind of, you know, this or that. But there are other concepts, there are other uh, uh, visuals, if you will, in the word of God that are so fantastic that my imagination can't even, I cannot imagine the new Jerusalem, even though the word of God gives me a pretty detailed picture of what it looks like. The foundations, the gate, the street, the mansions, the throne with the 24 elders, the, 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 the living creatures, uh, the, uh, King James refers to them as beasts, but they're living creatures who are before the throne and all they do all the time is cry out, holy, holy, holy. What's well, a job, isn't it? 
Wouldn't that be a great job? That all you had to do was stand before the throne of Almighty God and tell the truth. Holy, holy, holy. Praise God. We understand these and we are given hope because of the word of God that is preached and that is taught. Now, Brother Tyler, he put a, a, a quote on a Facebook that really got a hold of me. We have not been called to create a following. We have been called to make disciples. And there's a difference. It is the ministry of this congregation. It is my particular ministry, myself, the other elders of this church, our teachers in the church, to transmit and teach what the Word of God has to say. Because you need to be more than a fan. You need to be a disciple. Amen. You need to be one who is under submission to a greater. You need to be one who is under submission to a teacher. Not to me personally, but to the God of this Bible. Let me just make it real simple. We all need to do what the Bible says to do. Amen. It's not a question of Brother Andy's convictions. It's not a question of Brother Andy's opinions. It's not a question of Brother Andy's sparkling personality. What it comes down to is what thus says the Lord. Amen. If you only have the best life, and I don't want to you know, steal from anybody out in Texas, but if you don't live the best life you can live, it, that is not in the, in the, uh, the gathering up or, 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 of possessions. Thank you, Lord. The, the accumulation of possessions. That is not the abundant life. The abundant life, and I'm, I'm going to quote the scripture here, that Jesus promises that we live in the expectation of his return. Amen. There's something more than this. Yes. There's something better than this. Now, I appreciate Brother Greg. I appreciate what he said. It was sincere and heartfelt, and it meant more to me than somebody's prepared statements. I love Bobby Holbrook. I still love him because he's really not dead. He is very much alive. Now, his body died, but if you were to ask him right now, he'd say, you know what? I appreciate the fact that the Lord let that body die that I may enjoy the blessings of where I am now. Now our hearts are, are touched. You know we mourn. We miss him. We love him. We miss him. His place in this congregation. He, he filled a, a, a great place in this congregation. But he is now in the presence of the Lord. He is now enjoying the presence of God Almighty. That body that he left was one that got sick. It, it, it caused him pain, discomfort, and going down the list. But he's not experiencing any of that now. It is all joy. And we are also comforted by the truth that the day will come when we will see him again. Isn't that great? Hallelujah. So then faith, faith that encourages us, faith that strengthens us, faith that saves us, is communicated to us through the Bible, the Word of God. Now, Paul's speaking to the church in Galatia chapter 3, verse 1, and he's upbraiding them. He says, Oh foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth before whose eyes Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed among you as crucified? This only I want to learn from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? He's talking to a Pentecostal church in Galatia. Are you so foolish, 
having begun in the spirit, are you now being made perfect by the flesh? Now this really speaks to me as a pastor of this church as far as uh, perspective and procedure are concerned. There are a lot of things we can do to uh, enhance the church experience. And there's a lot of things a lot of folks do in churches across the country. But beloved, nothing can equal or surpass the presence of the Spirit of God in the midst of His people. Let's just shake it on down to the God. Nothing beats the Holy Ghost. Nothing. Nothing I can do, no talent I can display, no intelligence or lack of it, that is, uh, nothing can surpass the presence of the Spirit of God. Amen. Amen. You people seem to be absolutely, you know, obsessed with the presence. Yes, I am. Amen. Why? Because Jesus said, when the Spirit comes, he won't speak of himself, he speaks of me. The message of Pentecost isn't Pentecost. The message of Pentecost is Jesus. Amen. But not just Jesus as a religious figure, but Jesus as the way, the truth, and the life, and that no man <coughs> comes to the Father but through him. What happened on the day of Pentecost? The Holy Ghost came down. They were all baptized in the Spirit of God. Amen. There was a sound of a rushing mighty wind. Cloven tongues as a fire sat upon each of them. They all had their own little flame flickering. And they began to speak in languages that were unknown to them. And they began to move in such a fashion that when they boiled out in the street, the congregation that was gathered by that great sound of a tornado in what I personally believe was a cloudless day with no wind, but that noise. They came to hear something they could not, whoo, glory, something they could not explain. And when that 120 come bawling out on that street, they were staggering. Amen. Sign, I'm sure some of them were jumping straight. They were doing what we do. Very same thing. People look at them, them folks are drunk. They're drunk. Now, regrettably, in my life, years ago, I've been drunk. I know what it's like to be drunk. I also wonder what it's like to be blessed with the Spirit of God. And I highly recommend the Spirit of God over alcohol. Amen. But all they could do was just report on what they saw. These folks are drunk. Peter stood up and said, no, this is what was prophesied by Joel. You're seeing prophecy fulfilled. And after just a very concise explanation of what was going on, Peter began to preach Jesus in the power and anointing of the Spirit of God. Amen. Amen. What did he do? He preached Jesus to them. He preached the Word of God to them. He proved that Jesus was the Christ. How? By the Word of God, what we call the Old Testament. You're looking for Jesus, you'll find him in the Old Testament. He's all the way through it. So, Paul asked the Galatians, Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law, the hearing by faith? Or the hearing of faith. And having begun in the spirit, are you now made perfect in the flesh? No, you're not. We are perfected by the spirit of God through an understanding and education in the word of God. We are sanctified by the spirit and the word Amen. and the blood of Jesus. Verse 4. Have you suffered so many things in vain, if indeed it was in vain? Therefore he who supplies the spirit to you and works miracles among you, 
Does he do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Has the Lord ever done anything for anybody in this house? So I've been healed. I've been delivered. I've been touched. I was in a bad way. I was in the bottom of a pit, and he pulled me out. I was in a place where I could not help myself. I was totally helpless, hopeless, and hapless. Everywhere I looked, it was nothing but a closed door until I looked up, and what I could not do for myself, Jesus did for me when I called on him. Beloved, that's just how it works. Praise God. Did he do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Somebody told somebody to believe in Jesus. Now, you know, and I, I, I reference Brother Moses' mother often because it's still, for 30 years I've never escaped the power of that testimony. That little Hindu woman didn't know nothing. All she knew was that somebody, somebody told her that Jesus was the God of the Christians. That's all she knew. <clears throat> she didn't know nothing about no virgin birth. She didn't know anything about no sinless life. She didn't know anything about an atoning death. She didn't know anything about a bodily resurrection. She didn't know anything about his ascension to the right hand of the Father. She didn't know nothing about the day of Pentecost or the Holy Ghost or speaking in tongues or none of that. All she knew was that somebody told her that Jesus Christ was the God of the Christians. And when she had come to the end of her rope, like Kim sang this morning, that last, she come to the end of herself with the Spirit of God that reminded her what somebody said. The hearing of faith, Jesus, they tell me you are the God of the Christians. What a prayer. Moses, I would never pray a prayer like that. And he wouldn't. But his mama did. See, it, it doesn't take a, a doctorate in theology. It takes a simple, sincere expression. Amen. That woman told God everything she knew. Everything she knew to do. And she meant business. You know what? A lot of people go, well, you know, beloved, you got to get down to business. You got to mean business with him you got to come to that place where nothing else matters Jesus if you are God and if you will heal my son I will serve you and you alone for the rest of my life she meant that I will forsake the millions of Hindu gods I was raised in. I will forsake my place as a high caste Hindu and all of the perks that go along with being that in India I will turn away from it. I will turn away from what I was taught since I was a child. If you are God and you will heal my son, I will serve you and you alone for the rest of my life. And that woman said that because somebody down the line just told her that Jesus is the God of the Christians. And when those words escaped her mouth, the Spirit of God entered that place. And little Gula Polly Chowdhury raised up in the bed healed because this word is true. Verse 6, just as Abraham believed God, it was accounted to him for righteousness. And that is our only claim to that, by the way, folks. Therefore know that only those who are of faith are sons of Abraham. And the scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, that's us, 
preached the gospel to Abraham beforehand, saying, In you all the nations shall be blessed. So then, those who are of faith are blessed with believing Abraham. Well, Brother Andy, why should I study, you know, the Pentateuch? Why should I study the first five books of the Bible? Because as a child of God, not only do we receive the blessings of the new covenant, but all the blessings and promises to Abraham, we get all them too. Isn't that great? He, not, he, he gives us that which was incomplete along with that which is complete. For as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse, for it is written, Cursed is everyone who does not continue in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. But that no one is justified by the law in the sight of God is evident for the just shall live by faith. That was the tenet that the Spirit of God impressed upon Martin Luther that started a complete change in human history. That was one of those turning points in history. When it occurred to me, Martin Luther was a poor old, you talk about a messed up cat. Man, he was messed up. I saw a real good thing about him that really got into his life and all this junk that happened to him. Boy, he was a mess. I mean, he, I mean, I just felt sorry for him. And God took pity on him. And, and it was this truth, the just shall live by faith, that exploded in his mind. He couldn't get away from it. You know, and he, he was doing penance going up that tower, but he was shouting coming down it. The just shall live by faith. I don't have to take a whipping for my sins because the brother Brett Cooper shared with me many years ago, Jesus Christ took my whipping for me 2,000 years ago. And if you're whipping yourself, I have good news for you. You can stop. Amen. Amen. Because of what the Lord has done. Matthew chapter 13, verse number 13. Jesus is speaking. Therefore I speak to them in parables because seeing they do not see and hearing they do not hear, nor do they understand. And in them the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled, which says, Hearing you will hear and shall not understand, and seeing you will see and not perceive. For the hearts of this, and this is the day in which we live, beloved, for the hearts of this people have grown dull. Their ears are hard of hearing. Their eyes they have closed, lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears, lest they should understand with their hearts and turn, listen, so that I should heal them. But blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. For assuredly I say to you that many prophets and righteous men desired to see what you see and did not see it, and to hear what you hear and did not hear it. You know why people are in a mess? They refuse to listen. Have you ever... Boy, I can get in trouble. Better bite my tongue for a second. Yeah, I'm going to turn it loose. Well, Brother Jeff Statham is right, man. You get behind this pulpit and preach. You get that anointing. You tell off on yourself and, you know, and everything else. I've counseled with, well, I don't do a whole lot of counseling. It's not that, you know, my wife is better at it than I am for one thing. And two, the best thing we can do about it, no matter what it is, is pray anyhow. So I'll listen to everything you got to say, but when you get through talking, let's pray. Because if you leave and we don't pray, all we've done is move air, you know. But I've had experiences over the years listening to folks and trying to help them and listening to folks and trying to help them. And you know what? They had their mind made up before they ever opened their mouth to me. I mean, they just did. And what I said went in one ear and out the other. And I could I have spent my time a, a lot more profitably fishing. I'm just telling you. People come to that place where this is what I want, and that's it. Beloved, that ain't it. 
It ain't about us. It's about him. Well, I'll serve him if he'll bless me. No, he's worthy to be served if you never get a blessing. He's worthy to be served if, if, if you don't achieve that goal that you desire. He is worthy because of it ain't about us. And see, that offends folks. Don't you tell it ain't about me. Everything is about me. See, that's why I wear a suspender so I can do this in the middle of it. Everything's about me. Me, 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 me. And there are false teachers and preachers who are making millions of dollars because people throw Cadillacs at your feet if you'll tell them what you, they want to hear. Amen. The Apostle Paul's the time was coming. In these last days, people have itching ears seeking out teachers to tell them what they want to hear. Oh, honey, it's all right. You'll be okay. You want to get married to somebody the same sex? You are. That's all right. You come on to our, our church. We'll marry you. I ain't going to marry you. And you're not going to get married here. Oh, Brother Andy, that's politically incorrect. <laughs> See, I work at the end of every sermon, too, or try to. It don't matter. Why? Are you telling me that you're prejudiced? I'm telling you what this word says. And here, here's the uncomfortable truth. I fear God more than I fear man. Amen. Amen. My, my message to those who are, and you can't even, I'm, I, I was, what kind of commercial was it the other day? Selling coffee or something stupid. You know, and then these two women are in it like, you know. And I told her, I said, you can't, you can't sell shoes without some kind of homosexual inference now. What is the deal with that, you know? Because it's a day in which we live. I'm not mad at homosexuals. I don't hate them. I have good news for them. Jesus Christ will save you if you call on him. Amen. Amen. Woo! What are you telling me, brother? I'm telling you that Jesus Christ can save anybody. Jesus Christ, you want to hear the word of God? Listen, Jesus Christ can save anybody. And it don't matter how far you've gone, it don't matter what you've done, and it don't matter where you're at, Jesus Christ can save anybody. If you're at the bottom of that pit, if you're stuck in the mud, if you cannot get yourself out, Jesus Christ can save anybody. Oh, Brother Andy, but I'm bound to, it don't matter what's got you tied up, it doesn't matter what your, your uh, affliction is, your addiction is. Jesus Christ can save anybody. Amen. Hallelujah. And that is what we preach. 1 Timothy 4 and 1, now the Spirit expressly says, that in the latter times some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. That's where we're at right now. You need to know what this Bible says so that you can be protected from people who are awful slick. And have enough money to be on TV. Amen. Any of y'all listen to that guy? What's his name? Arnold Godwin? Is that him? The guy that sits behind the, the desk. He's, he, he's always on TV. I don't know where he gets the money. But man, that cat is as messed up as they come. Oh, Brother Andy, you shouldn't say that. That cat is as messed up as they come. And your only defense from being seduced by that junk is a thorough knowledge and understanding of what this book says. And the only way you're going to get there is to believe in the Lord and allow the Spirit of God, whom John said will teach us the grace of God that will instruct us in how we ought to live. Don't let somebody beat you over the head with their personal convictions. Live the Word of God. You'll be glad that you did. Last 
scripture, Hebrews. Hey, 11.59, I'm right on the money. Hebrews 12 and 22. You know why you're hungry right now? You're starving and you're just praying to God, I'll hush. It's, it's because you didn't eat nothing before you come to church. And you need to do that. You need to get you some of little bars. I need to beat you up. If you're going out the door, boy, I, I really received some biblical instruction from my pastor this morning. Get you some of them goodie bars, whatever, and eat you one before you come out so you won't be starving to death right now. Go, oh, God, please let me pray. Got it. <laughs> Hebrews 12 and 22. The writer says, but you have, talking to the church, but you've come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels. We don't have, we can't get our arms around how big this thing is. To the general assembly and church of the firstborn who are registered in heaven. Praise God. You know, people get married, they'll register. They give you a whole list of places where you, you can go and, and say, I, I want to buy something for such and such. But the best place to be registered is in heaven. Your name written in the Lamb's book of life through faith in Christ Jesus our Lord. To God, the judge of all, to the spirits of just men made perfect. Bobby Holbrook? I mean, we got some more. I'll go on down the list. He's just the latest one. To the spirits of just men made perfect. To Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaks better things than that of Abel. Verse 35. See that you do not refuse him who speaks. For if they did not escape who refused him who spoke on earth, much more shall we not escape if we turn away from him who speaks from heaven. The Lord is speaking. It's time to listen. The Spirit of God is speaking. It's time to listen. The Word of God is speaking. It's time to listen. It's time to give God our undivided attention. It's time to submit ourselves unto Him completely. Jesus ain't my hobby. He is my Savior. He is my Lord. He is my life. Amen. We sing those songs. He is my all in all. It's all about him. And it's, it's time to listen through the word of God to what he has to say. We need to be aware of the times in which we live. And we don't need to let any of this stuff take us by surprise or, or mess us up. Boy, I hope none of them Democrats get elected president. Can I just say that? Now, that won't put me in jail today, but it might in a year or two. But it don't matter if they do. Jesus Christ is still King of Kings. Amen. He's still Lord of Lords. Amen. And we can get all, I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. I, I don't want some, you know, uh, I don't desire any type of unrighteous leadership. And I appreciate the fact that our president and vice president have, have made confessions of faith in the Lord. But no matter what takes place in the future, Jesus is still Lord. My hope is in the resurrection. Amen. Government can't save me. Government's not going to save us. If you live long enough, you're going to die of old age. You're not going to live in this body forever. But this word gives me hope. 
This word gives me courage to live now. This word gives me motivation to do and to be for the Lord Jesus Christ. This word, this faith that comes through hearing this word. Hallelujah. Brother Andy, the doctor says I'm sick. Jesus Christ is a healer. Amen. Brother Andy, I'm lost as a day old up. Jesus Christ is a savior. Brother Andy, I'm bound. I'm not in control anymore. I don't have it. It has me. Jesus Christ is a deliverer. Hallelujah. His kingdom is an eternal kingdom. I'm getting on up in years, Brother Andy. I know I don't, I'm not going to live as long as I've already lived. I know it just, just encourages everybody in this house when I get on this. Hey, praise God. Tell me again I'm going to die, Brother Andy. Why can I be so, so flippant about a subject that's so serious? Because this book says that when Lazarus, the righteous man, died, that the angels of God came and got him. That the apostle Paul said, I am ready to be offered. What can you do with him? We got you. You're in chains. You're our prisoner. I am no man's prisoner. Jesus Christ has set me free. You may have put chains on my hands and chains on my feet, but my spirit is free. I am ready to be offered up. Bring it on. I do not fear you. I do not fear death because the word of God has comforted me with this truth that the Lord God Almighty reigns. He is almighty, infinite. Praise God. The only thing that's going to happen to me when you lob my head off is I'm going to heaven. You're going to have to do something with old body I leave behind. And I'm going to heaven. I'm going to heaven. See, that's what... People don't preach that like they ought to anymore. You know why? Because they want your money. I'm not interested in your money. I'm interested in your name being written in the Lamb's Book of Life. That's where I'm coming from. I'm interested in you becoming a disciple, a student of Jesus Christ. You know what that means? That means you bow down before him and he puts his foot on your head. That's submission, folks. It's not a question of my will, but his will be done. He's speaking. Are we listening? Stand to your feet. He's through with me. It's time to respond to the word of God. Not anything that has to do with me. But it's time to respond to the word of God. We preach the word of God. We preach the Bible in this church. We teach the Bible in this church. 